on the second day of Christmas, my golf game gave to me playing the best golf of my life. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Blind Shots Podcast. This is part two of our 12 Days of Christmas, and I'm your host, David Hill. Today, I'm going to reflect back on what my golf game was and gave to me this year. Um, Frankly, it was the culmination of about an 18-month heater. I got my handicap index down to the lowest level it had ever been in my life. Uh, I think I snuck below six for a few weeks and kind of parked there um, before my season was abruptly ended by medical necessity. Don't worry, I'm back. Um, But that was an interesting experience. Out of my golf contemporaries, at least out of my golf trip group, that means Um, I was put in the unique position of being the A player mathematically. Now, anybody on the trip knows that I was not probably the best player. Mark um, has been a better player for a much longer time. So I'm the nouveau riche new kid on the block with respect within that ecosystem. But on the golf trip, that means I had the lowest number, which means I had the biggest target on my back, um, which was something, frankly, that was fun. It was a new level of pressure, having kind of... Uh, The expectations of being the best player of the two teams, meaning I needed to win the most points slash money for our our group. And you know what? I I embraced that. I knew that going in. I think I had kind of hoped for that eventually. But that was, it was different. Um, You know, our golf trip is not a a booze fest or kind of a yuck it up. Different people take it with different level of seriousness, but we play a lot of golf and um, we try to take the competition seriously anyway. We're, most of us are washed up old high school or a couple of college jocks anyway. Um, but that was an embracing of what it was. I was probably more frustrated with my failures than I had been in years past, but that was, was interesting. But kind of on a, a broader scale, what moving up in class, so to speak, within our men's league, things are flighted. So there's a scratch division, which I think is probably everybody below about a four handicap. They all kind of get lumped in. And every once in a while, you'll have somebody come in that's like a legit negative two or something, and they just blow the field away. But most there's a handful of scratch guys and a lot of guys around two. And, you know, that makes for pretty good competition in that flight. I have, this was my first full year, I think, in the next flight, which was four to eight. And boy, let me tell you, there's a whole lot of difference between a, a legitimate four handicap and somebody playing off an eight. Um, what gets really interesting are the guys that that kind of hover on the cusp of those lines. They, I'm not saying that they manipulate it, but I'm saying they manipulate it to stay in the higher flight. Um, because for me, for somebody that's trying to improve but may not have all the skills of a, a seasoned um, low handicap golfer. I tell you what, I just end up losing to a better class of people. Um, I, I think since I, this is a league that just started, I guess during the pandemic year. So 2020 was the first year we had one big combined year, I think maybe. Yeah, that would be right. Um, and I ended up winning our league. Now, it was more of a shootout because of COVID restrictions. They didn't get to have a full slate of tournaments, and we kind of had a sprint to the finish in the fall. Um, once everybody figured out we could be outdoors relatively safely, spread out social distancing. Remember that? Remember social distancing? Yeah, that wasn't that long ago that that was a thing. Um, and, boy, the golf course is a great place to do that. Anyway, um, so I won 
my flight the initial year. So I'm sure no one else cares, but I felt like I had kind of a target on my back. Um, and I won that in a higher flight, like in the 8 to 12 flight. I was hovering right around 8 or 9, I think, when I won that. But I have, you know, my goal was to play in the next flight down. So through some work, I was able to improve. Um, but the, the dreams of being able to come in and compete in a new division, much tougher than I thought. I finished in the bottom half of most of the fields I was in this year. The only real chance I had, I almost snuck out a big upset over the in the match play competition over the guy that ended up winning my flight this year. Um, but yeah, that's that's what it meant. I mean, I have moved up in class, and I'm now at the bottom of the pyramid of that new flight trying to work my way up. And that's kind of what it meant all year. Um, I still, I think probably my high-end score in the year was maybe a 90 or something around there. And I flirted, I think 74, 75 was my low score. I didn't break par, never been under par, but at least I flirted. Um, I spent the year disappointed if I, if my number started with an 8 instead of a 7. That's all that meant. Um, so whether my quality of golf shot was any different, uh, I think maybe just like you hear a lot of good players say, I, you know, I just, my misses were better. I missed better than I had in the past. Um you know, and it, this kind of tracks with what another guy in our group, John Mark, um, he got down into this neighborhood of golf skill or at least golf index first. Uh, a few years ago, he had the experience where within the span of a week, he finally, I think, shot, got under 75 and then shot even par or below par on his home course from the, the Blue Tees, which is he he belongs to a players club. I mean, uh, it's one of those that if you can score there, you can really play. Um, so he got down there, and as the the world handicap, anybody that keeps a handicap knows, that messed him up for a while because that meant all of a sudden within his cohort of players, he was the A player, and he was giving everybody strokes. And if you're used to kind of being middle of the pack and maybe getting strokes from the, the top guy and you can kind of – work that to your advantage in a skins game or match play or something like that, all of a sudden to be handing out free strokes to everybody behind you is a totally different game. Uh, so I think he got down there, he dipped his toes in those waters and figured out that was too much stress and pressure, and he didn't he didn't like having the target on his back. He much more liked having the, the low expectations, being able to jump up and surprise somebody and take their money, of course. Um, for me, now that I've, I've started playing better golf. I'm greedy. I just want more of it. Um, it's. I understand that it's sort of illogical and irrational that at coming up on 43, 44 years of age, um, to be playing my best golf and to expect to be playing my best golf is kind of folly. Now, I'm not on some quest for the senior tour. I know I'm not. That's not. It's not even really a goal of mine. Um, or a daydream or any of that, but I do have the idea of, I want to see how good I can get, like how, how far can I push that before father time comes in and smacks me with reality and says, no, no here and no further. Like I am not ready to concede that, you know, hitting the ball as far as I hit it now and as accurate as I hit it now and having the short game that I have now is the best that I will ever be. 
that unfortunately for my personality type applies across the board to all parts of life. I have, I'm not ready to concede that I, I am as fit as I will ever be. I'm not ready to concede that I am as smart and as sharp as I can ever be. There can always be something else. Um, I'm not ready to concede that I am as fast as I will be, that I am as wealthy as I will ever be. There is, I don't know where this comes from. I don't know what it is. If it's ingrained Protestant, do good and good things will happen to your work ethic. I don't know if it's a part of being an adopted kid that just always seeking out something. Um, I don't know if it's just natural competitive instinct of being a little brother you know i'm a little brother so there was always something to measure up against this is not a criticism of my parents hi mom if you're listening i love you you did great um but there's that always wanting to be better and, and i guess the the damnable shame of it is being an adopted kid i genetically i'm the first kid but i grew up as a second child and you know in a household with an older brother so that just really, maybe it crosswired all the competitiveness and all the natural, uh, or maybe it just kickstarted and amped up all that natural competitive desire, but, or achievement, I guess is probably a more accurate way to say it. Anyway, maybe it's because I listened to too much Chasing Scratch. You know, those guys are five years in, not ready to concede that they have played, they've not reached scratch and they, I guess, are convinced that they can do it. Uh, that's the uh, why they keep do, putting out new seasons. So maybe Mike and Eli are just have ruined me and convinced me that I need to keep going down this path. Um, not really, but it's it's nice to have them kind of me kind of shadowing them along the journey. Um, but playing the best golf of my life in 2022 was satisfying to a degree. It was nice to be able to hit the ball where I wanted. Not every time, but at least more often than not. And that made golf gun fun. Sorry, easy for me to say. Um, what it led to on the course meant more birdie opportunities. It meant I had more scoring chances, which even though I made more birdies than the rest of my life combined, that was the, the brass tacks of playing good golf. Um, and I got greedy for it, which is unfortunate. Um, it, it messes having the ball on the green and two all the time or, or a green in regulation, I guess I should say. Um, it made me greedy. It made me want to score more. And it, it also made me a little bit reckless. Maybe take chances that I probably shouldn't have taken, which led to frustrations. And so I don't know on net if my golf enjoyment was better. I think it was. Um, my scores obviously were better, but what it kind of highlighted was that the the evil of expectations and, and what pressure you, you put on yourself or myself. Because really, at the end of the day, no one except anybody that's gambling on you really cares. Um, and unless you play with a bunch of degenerates like I do, no one cares whether you're any good at golf. They just want, they maybe care that you play at a good speed and keep up with them and that they're able to enjoy their day when they're playing with you. So if you're on that path of golf improvement, if that's something you're really into or you think you want to be into, I think it's great. It's never too late. Highly recommend get lessons. Find a professional that you can communicate with well and that is focused on the right results. 
and the right sort of instruction for you. I couldn't have done this by myself. Um, all my self-teaching led me to a swing that looked like, I just looked like Fat Craig Council out there, if anybody remembers what his batting stance looked like. That was my golf swing. Um, nowadays, it's marginally better. But um, So that is what playing the best golf of my life in 2022 looked like. Will it continue in 2023? Will the projections continue? Or have I peaked and will I start degrading at my advanced age? I sure hope not. I sure hope I can um, maybe compete against guys of similar skill level this year. But um, I'm addicted to that journey. That's what maybe the golf addiction is for me. I mean, the guys at, the, at my practice facility probably think I'm a nut job because there I am out in middle age, I'm banging balls, working short game, taking lessons. I mean, most of the people that take lessons, I think, are kids. I think if you broke it down, you know, the people that are, their their parents are investing in their golf games, which is fun and good for them. It helps grow the game and helps employment for golf pros. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know because I'm, I'm doing all of this and I'm a mid-handicapper at best. So they probably look at me like, what is he doing? And that's okay because I enjoy the journey. I enjoy the challenge. And with that... Have a great evening. Happy second day of Christmas. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, um, just to be clear, uh, I had a lot of scotch that day. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> absurd amount yeah that was that was that was rough that was that was a doozy there's the end of a podcast right there